Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's up, John? There's stuff happening, man. Like, we're getting we're getting stuff again. It's crazy. <laughs> no basketball, just gossip. Yeah, yes, yeah, no <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in. Um, we know this is a slow time of the year, but it's starting to pick up. We're almost at preseason. Uh, it's actually a really good time of year for sports. Hopefully, the Dodgers are going to make uh, the playoffs here. It looks like. Are, um, is it, I'm got, sorry. We, did we agree that this is a that this is a Dodger podcast? No, but I mean, it's a. I don't know. I just want to say, like, the views shared here are not necessarily held by both hosts. That's true. That's. True. I just want to put that out there. I'm a Dodgers fan. Anyway, um, yeah, sorry, Padres. <laughs> <laughs> and like foot, like football's like starting to pick up too. Um, even though the Chargers are super frustrating to watch, but uh, you know, like probably LA people like the Rams, so they're happy. I mean, you picking, know, like, we're like a quarter of the way through the through the season. Yeah, I mean, like that's that, that, that's what I mean. Like sports, this yeah, is okay. a better time for yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's sorry, like, I'll stop being such a curmudgeon. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't like baseball, John. Let's just uh, move on from there. Uh, <laughs> at least we can agree that uh, soccer. Anyway, um, please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, the new podcast app or whatever uh, app you use to get your podcasts. Um, and if you're enjoying the pod, please uh, share and subscribe and comment and all that good stuff and follow us on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do a quick round of in or out. Um, you know, it's funny. There's not a whole lot to be in or out on because, like you said, it's mostly just gossip. But mm-hmm. uh, we pulled together a couple things, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can do this quickly. So, in or out? I think one of the biggest stories, actual stories, was this thing that leaked that Rondo was going to be the point guard to start the season, the starting point guard to start the season. Are you in or out on that? I'm in. I think that it's it's smart to get Alonzo uh, back to basketball shape since he's been out for so long. Right, because right now he's in like MMA fighter shape. I know, I know, he's, he's like, like thick Lonzo. He, he looks like uh, he looks like uh, uh, man. He looks like Mike Bibby, but now, like like today, Mike Bibby, not NBA Mike Bibby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much running and gunning Lonzo is ready to do right now. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't Ron, look like Rondo's he's been like doing. Doesn't look cut. like he's been running hills with his dad or running around that chair in the backyard this off season. <laughs> Rondo been, looks like he's been running hills. Yeah, Lonzo looks like he's just been lifting cold hard iron. I'm <laughs> playing golf in Venice Beach. Lonzo's yeah. just been in Muscle Beach all off season. <laughs> And apparently shooting free throws, which is a, that's, that's a very good thing. I hope so. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm in on this if it is because of Lonzo's sure. health and all that. I, if if he's 100 percent and ready to go and in great shape, then I'm not on board with Rondo getting the start over him. Agreed. And I think Rondo's going to be uh, really dangerous on the second unit, conducting against lesser point guards. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's yes. just that's stupid. We've also seen, we've also, like, Lonzo is a better defender than Rondo. And at yeah, this, this point, at his, this career point his career is career. probably a better rebounder as well. Right. And yeah, I would say so. We all know, like, Rondo doesn't try very hard in the regular season at this point in his career. So it just, it, we're going to talk about minutes in a later podcast, but it just doesn't make sense for Rondo to play heavier regular season minutes than Lonzo but I get it if it's a, a, a fitness thing right now yeah and also might be a good thing for for film and because uh, apparently Lonzo doesn't watch film which is a really weird thing to have come out this offseason it's such a the- LeVar Ball thing <laughs> I know. don't watch film <laughs> that's what already happened you gotta focus on the future and whereas like Rondo like came out and he's like, yeah, I've been watching film since I was 14. I watch every game I've ever played. And so now like, you know, Lonzo should see an improvement in his game now that he's being self-aware and self-critical, right? Like that's inevitable. I hope so. <laughs> I think it's funny that like he and his brothers just like now that they've like gotten out of the, well, I guess mostly him. Now they've gotten out of the shadow of LeVar. They've just all gotten like major body parts covered in tattoos. Yeah. Right? Like Jello got his whole chest tatted up. Lonzo's got his whole fort. Do you think Lonzo's gonna have like full sleeves? Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Do you think he's hanging out with Jordan Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson's got the neck tattoo now. Jordan Clarkson is is for sure uh on the henny. Yeah, someone called him <laughs> someone said he looks like J.R. Smith's love child. <laughs> he does. He looks like he's been hanging out with it's JR. So for weird. Sure. He he was he was totally tat free and in one off season, like his upper body is now like, I would say 65% covered in tattoos. I mean, JRJC, it makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all right. Next in or out. Are you in or out on white boy Wednesdays? Yes. For people that don't know what this is, uh, LeBron in uh, the post-practice interview after the Lakers second practice said that it's white boy Wednesday and they only listen to white boy music on Wednesdays in practice Uh, so I'm totally in I think it'd be hilarious for them to be like like jacking up shots to like yacht rock so that okay so that's what I was gonna ask what do you think white because he said Eminem (laughs) right but I was hoping that it was gonna be like yeah like like yacht rock no, he he said Eminem was part of it, but it was not all Eminem. All right. So, what other musical genres would you include if you were DJing on White Boy Wednesday? Oh, I think you got to throw in some Grateful Dead for Luke. Okay. Oh, good call. You know, uh, it, it it also depends on like the intensity of of uh, the practice. Like, if you're like running sprints, maybe some like Deep Purple, maybe oh. some like British Invasion. I want just Jimmy Buffett on Luke <laughs> yes. the whole time. Yes. I want the whitest boy. I want them to turn the UCLA Health Training Center into Margaritaville. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so good. I mean, everyone would be shooting threes. You think that (laughs) (laughs) Svee would be like, oh, yeah. Do you think that they play country or is that too far? I think country's too far. Yeah, I think country's too far. Um, We don't have Julius Randle on the team anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry for sorry for any of our fans in Texas. Ingram might Ingram might dig it. I guess he's a no he's more but north he's, he's north carolina he's not south yeah carolina. no ingram is like mumble <laughs> rapper through and through right 
Yeah, I mean, he's. Oh, oh, one of the funniest things. Sorry, this is this is already jumping ahead, but one of the funniest things that happened out of Media Day was uh, Ingram was like animated, and the comments are all like, "Oh shit, Ingram woke up." <laughs> at least not it's not as, at least it's not as bad as uh, Kawhi Leonard's laugh. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> If anybody hasn't heard Kawhi Leonard's laugh, I'm in on Kawhi Leonard's laugh. Uh, you got to look that up. It was unreal. unreal. It sounds like someone who has only ever heard laughter described trying to emulate it for the first time. Totally. Totally. It's on par with Mark Zuckerberg drinking water for the first time <laughs> in his congressional interview. Yeah, this one, uh, Zach Lowe has like a, a running list of like, nba oddities over the year like the strangest things in the nba every year and like he's like this is already in the hall of fame oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's past the banana boat we are yeah we are. yeah Kawhi's laugh and banana boat are are they, at least they're in a stratosphere all of all amongst to themselves uh, with with jr's uh rebounding and taking the ball out uh yes in game one of the uh, finals yes, yes, last year yes yes that, that's in the same god tier yes. of nba oddity yes. um last one it happened anthony davis signed with clutch sports welcome to the lakers welcome to the lake show to anthony davis it, okay okay lebron lebron they they asked him in uh i think it was after the second practice as well uh about his relationship with kcp and he's like yeah I've got this special relationship. He's like a little brother. You know, he signed to the same agency as me. So we have that connection. We've been so excited to play together. This has been a long time coming. They're not even veiling this anymore. No, no, no. They're being very upfront about it. Why else would there be like during media day, you know, they put together pairings of players. Uh -huh. There's no other reason to put KCP and LeBron together. <laughs> but they did. No, I, but they did. Yeah. It was yep. one of the one of the pairings they put together, right? Like, think about how many permutations of each player you could put with each player. Yeah, there are too many to do all of them. Yeah, so they're intentional. So that there that was a there was a reason they did that. And I mean, there's there's probably a better basketball pairing. Like Rondo Lebron would probably be in terms of like interview, like yeah. high basketball IQ, two guys that like know how to space the floor and like read the read a defense and stuff like that. Those are probably the guys that would be the most likely pairing to me. Yeah. Or LeBron and one of the young core. Yeah, they did but plenty of those. They did, they, yeah. yeah. So uh, when, when Anthony Davis announced it on Instagram, one yeah. of like the first comments was LeBron James, who said, welcome to the family. Oh, oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting excited. I, I know. It's just a matter of time. The Warriors can suck on that. <laughs> they, can, they can have Boogie. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Pelicans. We'll take Rondo. Clutch, clutch, and clutch Davis. fam. Clutch fam coming in in LA. Um, yeah. All right. So we've kind of already jumped into it, but no structure to today. There's just been so much noise coming out. Because we had oh, media yeah. day and we've had interviews from these first two days of, of uh, training camp. So I think you took some some very detailed notes player by player. Yeah. So I want you to just kind of go through and just like pick out the things that stood out to you that you think are interesting, noteworthy, just funny, whatever. Things that maybe help us get to know some of these players a little better that, that Lakers fans might not be as familiar with. 
Sure. Uh, all right. So and let's just just structure it so we can have a conversation about some of these players, what we think they might bring, and sure. uh, what we're what we're learning about their personality as well. Uh, let's just kind of go down the list. Uh, we'll start with uh, Rondo. So it's pronounced Rajon, not Rajon. Um, I know that the entire media is having a hard time with that, it, but we're going to be on the cutting edge. I've also heard Rajon. He he. They, okay. So Mason Ireland asked him to say his first name. Okay. And he said Rajon. Rajon. Like very clearly, like two syllable, Ray, Jean. Okay, got it. So like, got it. Let the record stand, Ray Jean. Uh, okay, something really weird. I want to. I want to see if we can break this down, and if you have any idea what this could be. Um, he was super cryptic and said that Kobe took him out to breakfast. What a Kobe move after the NBA Finals in 2010 when the the Lakers beat the Celtics. Yeah, and he he told him what he figured out about the Celtics that enabled his team to win. He figured something out. Rondo admitted as much, and he said, I'll let Kobe do the talking. I don't want to reveal the secret. Do you really think that there's a secret? No. Do you think that there's something that he figured out? No. No, no. So so I, I have a very strong opinion on this. Please. This is all mind games by Kobe. Oh, this is, really? This is revisionist history by Kobe. This is him going to someone who he just beat in the finals. And planting a seed of doubt in his game. Unreal. Saying, hey, Rajon, I figured something out about you in the finals. But like, and right, and because and, yeah. if you go back and watch those finals, like, I don't really know if I'm going to give Kobe credit for like winning game. He was like the, the, the Celtics were inviting him to shoot away that whole game. And he was game seven. What's up? Game seven. Yeah. And he was happily accepting that invitation. Like, I, I, I that's why, like, I, you know, obviously, like, I don't want to not give Kobe credit for the, for, for winning, but I think him saying that he found something that unlocked the series yeah. sounds like such Phil Jackson post game mind tricks. Yeah. I don't, just in case 2011 rolls around in there. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to be in his head. That's, that's, that's what I think. I like that. I like that take. Yeah. Alternately, though, one just one uh-huh. point of uh, criticism. He so the Lakers won the last three games of that series in a row. Yeah, sure. Game seven, like Kobe wasn't on his his A game shooting wise. At least he yeah. still had a great rebounding numbers. He was still playing really good defense. But uh, I think it was because his legs were shot after having to carry the team so much in game five and game six. Sure. Uh, because he had an incredible game five and game six. Yeah, yeah. I, Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stats, trying but... to. I'm not trying to. No, I know. To, you know, to to sour the the moment, right? I know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if if he had had like, you know, three fifty point games, yeah, to, sure. to win, the, right? Then I think maybe I would say, yeah, I think he did figure something out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is like the same thing he did to Russell Westbrook, right? Where he went to him and was like. What what I'm trying to remember what he said. He was like, "You should try to be scoring champion this year." Like, yeah, they they think KD's better than you. You should yeah. right because he knew that if Russ was trying to be a ball hog, that it would be bad for the Thunder. Right, right. It's a classic it was, Kobe trying to manipulate other alpha dogs in the league. And look what ends up happening: Russ and KD get broken up, and Rondo's on the Lakers. <laughs> the long game. <laughs> We're playing chess. They're all playing checkers. <laughs> Um, uh, have you heard about Rondo's smoothie? No. All right. This is like a, this is like a morning ritual for Rondo. Um, yeah. So like, 
he was having like some issues and um you know just like kind of getting getting old or sorry it's a milkshake he was just getting older like starting to have some uh arthritis some more, yeah just some pains and things like that <laughs> um and then he, his his personal chef put together this very particular milkshake for him um uh- there's gonna be there's gonna be like something weird like cartilage or bone no, broth. No, no. So here, something. so here's the ingredients. It is, and he, he drinks. Uh, I think he drinks half of it. Let's see. Yeah. So he it makes it. He makes a twenty ounce shake before every home game. Stores it in a stainless steel water bottle. Takes okay. this was when he played for the Pelicans. So takes it to the aptly named Smoothie King Center in downtown New Orleans. Huh. Uh, there he hands it to his. Uh, he was like his trainer. Um, mm-hmm. and then he drinks about a quarter of it at halftime and then the rest of it post game. And okay. so here's what's in it. Half cup of fresh blueberries, Yum. half an avocado, Yum. two frozen bananas, All right. one okay. cup fresh raw spinach, That's fine, yeah. one scoop of whey protein, okay, yeah. one scoop of collagen peptides, uh-huh. a half scoop of collagen protein. Uh, half a tablespoon of matcha green tea two teaspoons of chia seeds two teaspoons of hemp seeds one teaspoon of manuka honey and two cups of chocolate almond milk that's a thick smoothie yeah 20 ounces i know but like like think about two frozen bananas in a smoothie and avocado and honey yeah yeah. and she is so that is a so I'm movie. I'm curious if he maintains this practice because he started doing it like halfway through last season. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if Rajon continues it into this year. I'm also curious how he likes his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because <laughs> apparently everyone in the NBA eats a PB and J after every game. It's true. Uh, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think it is fairly universal at this point. That's what I'm. That's what I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, from peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, let's go to the eighth grade. <laughs> Any guesses on who the eighth grader is? I mean, I know because I'm looking at the sheet, so I don't want to play cheat. along. Play along. Um, JaVale McGee. Oh, uh, no, it's Lance Stevenson. Uh, so apparently Lance Stevenson was called the eighth grader because he was growing up uh, in New York City. He was balling so hard in eighth grade that he's, you know, playing against all high schoolers and maybe even some like college kids. And uh, so he kind of got this rep as the eighth grader. And so he had hype, you know, in junior high going up to high school, he ends up getting to high school and then becoming the scoring leader for a long time. I think the record just got broken uh, for most points in high school in New York city, which is pretty cool. So uh, apparently too, LeBron heavily recruited Lance Stevenson. We heard some of that before, um, but the word, at least so far, what I've been able to see is that he was the only player that LeBron like specifically picked to recruit. He did not recruit Rondo, from what I can see. He did not recruit JaVale. That's, what do you think about that? I mean, it's, it's, it is definitely interesting to hear that. I mean, I think... Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of something really quick. What, was the, what year did JaVale... Or, sorry, Lance... Uh, what year did he almost average a triple double? Was that thirteen? I think it was thirteen, fourteen. Don't a hundred percent remember. Lance is also younger than I realized. He's still in his twenties. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he is a younger guy. Uh, he's uh, well, he's twenty. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. He's twenty eight. So yeah, he's yeah. 
Um, so let's see. Pawn charge. Yeah. So the 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 year that Lance almost averaged a triple double. Let's see. He mm. he had uh thirteen point eight points per game. He had uh seven uh seven rebounds per game. I guess not a triple double. Not he didn't quite average a triple double, but he was averaging. Uh, almost 14 points per game, five assists, seven rebounds, basically, if I'm rounding up. It's a great line. It's a great line. He did that playing next to Paul George. Right. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, I think we've kind of, like, lost sight of, of the player that Lance Stevenson can be. Mm-hmm. But to your point, like, he's, he's not that old. He's not over the hill. He's not 30 yet. He's still got a lot, a lot of juice left in him, I think. And yeah. we've seen what he can be playing next to a superstar caliber player. Yeah. Right. Totally. Like, and also, like, like consider the consider the guys that are kind of wild cards. So, like, he's kind of our new Metal World piece. Yeah. Ron Artest. Yes. And those guys are always team and coach and personnel dependent. Yes. You know, they're they're those aren't the guys that are just like Kevin Durant that you just pencil in. You know, like know what he's gonna score. You know what he's gonna do, regardless of team, regardless of system. Yep. And the the thing is, is like we can't act like. Uh, having like a head case on your team disqualifies you from being a championship contender. If any- it almost is a prerequisite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, like if you actually think about it, it's almost a requirement. Yeah. So I, I'm not that surprised actually that, that LeBron was, I mean, you know, he played against him all the time in the Eastern Conference, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he, mm-hmm. he's gone up against Lance in the playoffs many, many, many times. Yes. So I'm, I'm not that surprised to hear that he, that he was recruiting him. Totally. The most surprising thing is from the analytic perspective. But at the same time, when you're playing against the guy, you probably know something beyond just the, you know, box score or plus minus numbers. Yeah. LeBron knows that, you know, like Lance is going to start tickling people behind the ears and blowing smoke up their noses while they're trying to shoot free throws. Can't (laughs) stats can't stats stats can't capture that. Right. (laughs) It's only part of the picture. Take that for data. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Bron. Uh, let's let's go over to LeBron. Uh, talk about what we've learned from him. Um, uh, he uh, he helped start Blaze Pizza. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, fairly a common chain in LA and beyond. Um, it, it really the, hurt. Um, yeah, pio- yeah, I think Pyology. Yes, like Pyology was like was was taking the market share of like the you know Chipotle style pizza place. Right, and then yeah, LeBron and Blaze came in and just scorched them. <laughs> they they should have uh they should have like in and out a triple double oh it's like three pizzas stacked on top of each other you know that would be a great uh thing for like in and out to do in la you're right right like anytime right. like pick a player but like anytime you know lebron gets a triple double you can get a three mm-hmm. patty two cheese burger wonderful for 23 cents Mm, that's not bad. Something like that, right? That's not bad. They're already sponsors of the game. They do the who's in, who's out. Oh, really? Yeah. Why aren't I, they? I, why aren't I, they sponsoring our podcast? We do in and out every 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 time. <laughs> that's it. They're our sponsor now. In or in or, my, in or out. Sponsored by In and Out. That's what a burger is all about. <laughs> my dad. My dad is frustrated that they don't uh, do anything when the ball goes in around the rim and then ultimately falls out. Oh. Because every time my dad sees that, he goes, In and out burger. 
This is like almost a Bill Waltonism. Dude, that's a golden missed opportunity. It Your is. father needs to needs to get get Luke on the line. He doesn't he doesn't even want any money for this. He just wants to see it happen. <laughs> He's just upset that no one else is getting money for it. <laughs> the, the capitalist that he is. Uh uh, Bron also called Rondo Doe, and he's like, "Yeah, we got Doe and we got Zoe." And then he, in the moment, he's like, "Oh, that rhymes. I like that." <laughs> <laughs> so so far, watching kind of watching LeBron interviews because I haven't I haven't really done that on I, like I've only seen you know interviews for important yeah. games really yeah, for yeah, LeBron. Yes. And the, seeing him like after practice is hilarious because he he's so mean to the, to the reporters if they ask anything stupid they're like so what do you think about the system he's like i've been here for two hours yeah we had two yeah. hours yeah. of practice yeah i love they're like they ask something about like uh what do you think about fans who like you know want you to like who want you to like win their their yeah. their affection or whatever and he was like i signed a four-year contract <laughs> i'm here yeah. Do you know who I am? Right. Like what more? I, I think that's my favorite part is like the LA media getting used to having a superstar again. I know. I know. I think they've forgotten it. They, they're so yeah. used to the kids who are just like so <laughs> happy to play along. Yeah. Right. And now they've got like old man LeBron. <laughs> yeah. He wants nothing. He's like Greg Popovich. Yeah. Yeah. At this at this stage of his career, it's really funny because he's just especially like the blog reporters that have just got the worst questions, eviscerating him. Yeah, the blog Lakers, boys. Lakers film room so far. Uh, Pete, he's been uh, he's been really. I've been t I've been hearing the fear in his voice, but he's been <laughs> he's been giving some good questions. He's like one of the few reporters that's actually. It seems like getting a straight answer. It seems like Mike Trudell has has engendered yeah. some confidence. LeBron. Well, I mean, he's my, he's Mike Trudell. I know, but I'm like, just saying, on, I'm, I'm glad that he's figured that one out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At, Absolutely. At yeah. least LeBron isn't out there being like, I don't actually know where you are who asked that. <laughs> I mean, John, John Ireland, too. John Ireland clearly has a relationship with LeBron. Yeah. So, like, the main guys are doing fine. Yeah. I think it's just the, the underlings that LeBron is really, he has no patience for. Yes. Unlike somebody like, let's talk about Hart. He's been giving some hilarious interviews and uh, uh, just found out that Nance, Randall, Hart are all in John Ireland's fantasy football league. I, that, and that is so amazing to me. <laughs> like They got grandfathered in. Yeah, but also like good for John Ireland, right? That he's, <laughs> yeah. that he's not like, you know, he's not like, hey, media colleagues, want to join a fantasy league? No, he's yeah. walking around the facility being like, Hey, NBA player, want to be in my <laughs> fantasy league? What a great way to get close to them. I know. I know. Um, and, and it's great because they, they, uh, he, because he's close to them, he starts to get an insight. Like he knows that Kuz and Hart have been working out together all summer. Right. So we're going to start, we're going to see, like already you see some of these funny like chemistry moments that's like oh where did that come from like yeah. i knew that coos and hart were cool but now they're like ripping each other's fashion so in like coos is making fun of hart for wearing aviators yeah and then hart is coming back like interrupting coos's interview because yeah. he sees coos like hating on him walks in the middle of the interview is like yeah well coos wears squirrel fur with, so. yeah, with like a pink lining <laughs> with a pink lining he just throws things together and thinks it's fashion 
<laughs> he said that in a lot of interviews. It's his like that's his go-to burn. talking point. Yeah. yeah, it's his talking point. Um, something else. Uh, so apparently Hart was really bummed when Nance got traded because he was the only other guy that could game as well as he could. Mm, I I can see that. Right, and apparently they both both Nance and Hart travel with PS4s to every road game. Yeah, apparently it's actually like not that uncommon that these players travel with game consoles. Cuz I remember I remember Chad Chad Ochocinco used to travel yeah. with his Xbox 360. Uh. And uh he used to like always challenge people to to play against him. He would also go to McDonald's and convince them to let him work the register. No. Yes. Really? Yes. That's got to be that's like a health code violation. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, yeah. what are you going to do, Ocho Cinco? But he would do it. Nice. That's awesome. Um I uh I also uh saw uh Kuz, um getting made fun of by Hart uh about like defense. And uh, he did this in a good-hearted way because he knows that Kuz has been really focusing on defense this offseason, which I'm really excited about to see if that ends up uh, translating, uh, which it should. But he said Kuz couldn't guard his own shadow early in the year. <laughs> that was so good. Also, um, he so he wanted to play every uh, summer league game, and he went to uh, Luke Walton, Coach Luke Walton, not Luke Coach Walton, and uh, asked him, hey, like let, let me play everything. He's like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, but then you notice he didn't play some of like the first half was in Sacramento, the yeah. first half of summer league. Yep. Um, and he revealed in an interview that the reason why is because Mo Wagner quote threw a terrible pass <laughs> and he sprained his ankle cause he was trying to, trying to back cut to get it. Um, and so he was, he's already ripping on the rook, which is kind of funny. Do you, do you think I kind of, if, if we can, I kind of want to jump to, to, yeah, to Mo Vogs and, yeah, sure. uh, and Svee. Yeah. Mostly because uh, I noticed that, let me make sure I'm not wrong here, um, you don't have Mo anywhere on here. Yeah, man, I didn't see any right. interviews. So we got Mo, Zoe, and Doe. <laughs> and uh, I guess what, I, what, my, what my question is, is like, do you, are you starting to feel like Mo is going to be like kind of the forgotten draft pick? Yeah, because it's Svee, man. Did you see that video where he hit 21 threes in a row? Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's not even just spot up. It's like in movement. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's, they're like catch and release. And yeah. also, I just want to correct the record that he played for the Ukrainian national team. I think I said Svee Slovenian okay. last podcast, but it's Ukrainian. I apologize. Um, I didn't realize he was a Ukrainian. Yeah, uh, he played, plays they, for the team, uh, apparently. Have they talked to him about uh, Crimea? Uh, I have not heard his position on crime yet. I, I want to I hear some political takes, hot <laughs> political takes from Svima Kayuk. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess my question is, like, all the, all the noises about Svi, when, when, we're, when we're talking about, like, Lakers rookies, like, bonga, whatever, yeah. but it's, it's all about Svi. And mm-hmm. I'm not hearing anything about Mo. Mm-hmm. And we keep hearing about, like, Braun playing the five. I'm just, like, I don't know what it is. It just, maybe it's because we're so used to having, like, a hyped rookie right like we're so used mm-hmm. to lonzo and even ingram was like not lonzo level hyped but you know lonzo or ingram was a very well touted pick you know totally um totally. i'm wondering if it's just if it's a me thing or if there's something going on that is the reason that i have not heard a damn thing about mo wagner i i don't know personally i think that it's because we haven't really had a highly touted five coming in and fives generally take longer to develop um, also, like we we even saw in summer league that Mo is not strong enough 
to mm. really contend. Like LeBron is way stronger than Mo is, obviously. <laughs> JaVale is way stronger than Mo is, obviously. Even Kuz is quite a bit stronger than Mo. Yeah. Like Kuz and maybe We know that Hart. Lonzo is stronger than Mo now. Yeah, we know. I mean, like our our whole like when you when you're talking about like a wing, particularly uh, uh somebody that's like, you know, six six or something like that, that is a strong basketball player, it's gonna be easier for them to develop than a seven footer that is kind of doesn't have the strength and is getting pushed off spots when that's your entire job as a seven footer. So I, I just think the Mo is going to take longer than people realize uh, to develop. Also, no Zubats. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of, it kind of feels like we're going to see more small ball this this year than most people anticipated. And also, uh, I think JaVale is going to get more minutes than we anticipate as well. I think he's going to be in the 20 minutes per game. Yeah. I, I know you're not digging that. I know. I think that I think that's where we're headed. I know. What I'm do you know do you happen to know I'll look it up if you don't. Uh yeah. how many minutes he averaged last season? Oh, not very many. Not very many. Also, uh he only averaged he, 5 he minutes. Averaged, he averaged Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. 9 9.5 minutes per game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh uh he only got 5 minutes of interview time on Mason in Ireland, which I thought was hilarious he got everybody else got like 18 minutes and then javel got the <laughs> got the shaft man. he'll, he'll get he'll get plenty of interview time over the course of the season oh i'm sure he will i'm sure he will the only thing i was able to get out of him is that he's a, one of the worst golfers in the world and he had to get custom golf clubs to reach his hands <laughs> he played in clay thompson's golf tourney i saw something about someone calling him javel mcthree which I thought was Ooh, that's funny. good. That's good. Yeah, he's been he's been participating in the three point shot uh, shot contests after practice, which is apparently the only thing that reporters are allowed to watch in practice right now. Okay, I mean uh, that makes which sense. Kind of derpy. Kind of derpy. Do you know? Did they actually? There was a story that um, that the first scrimmage was going to be like vets versus young players. Yeah. yeah. Did that actually turn out to be the case? Do you know? I believe that they did scrimmage the second. Uh, the second practice but i'm not sure uh if it was vets rooks i'm not sure because i actually like i don't know if i agree with that with that strategy yeah because i i do think that there is a natural delineation between the young players and these new older players uh-huh. and i think that like you know obviously they're all professionals but it's like i don't know if the first thing you want to do is like explicitly established that differentiation (laughs) between the players yeah Yeah. you know i think it might be better to like integrate them first and maybe then once they've had some time together like then separate them out but but i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm not a basketball coach so what do i know i on the other hand i'm a fictional basketball coach (laughs) um i'll I'll just leave it up to heart um and to describe the division between young and old uh, the old dudes don't game, not as in <laughs> basketball as in Fortnite. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk let's talk a little bit about Kuz. Um, so he's apparently become really good friends with Yasiel Puig from the Dodgers. Which what a pairing! Yeah, Can you imagine those two guys at the club. That'd be some bad style. <laughs> no, like maybe that's the, maybe he's getting his style tips from Puig. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, totally. His squirrel jackets. I mean, they definitely have got similar levels of confidence. I'm just, I'm just worried that Kuz is going to start licking the basketball. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. 
Sorry, I I, I did this. I I even I just brought up the whole Puig thing because I just wanted to get there. Sorry about that image, everyone. Um, Kuz Kuz was pissed about everybody hating on his defense. Um, so apparently he's worked a lot on speed and footwork. Been watching film with Rondo and Luke. Uh, but the most interesting thing to me, this is so Kobe. Um, he's so he's been working with Kobe on footwork, but he's also focused most of his off season on quote guard skills. <laughs> So this is a guy. This is a guy that's like being asked, like, "Hey, can you play small ball five? He's like, "Yeah, sure, everything." He's he's been focusing most of his time on being the primary ball handler in a pick and roll. Which, if he's good at this, if he's good at this, he can play. He can he can have a pick and pop partner in LeBron James. And could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Two six nine guys. Yeah. Running a pick and roll together, yeah. who can both handle the ball, both shoot threes, yep. and and mid range finish around the rim. Have both have good post games. Yeah, so I, insane. I actually, the more I think about it, the smarter I think this move is on his part. Cool, because uh, we've got a lot of forwards. Yeah, we do. Um, like you know, obviously LeBron, Ingram, uh, Lance, um, Bees. Beasley, Easy, um, right? Like we we've. We've we've got a pretty crowded front court roster, mm-hmm. so it's not unreasonable f- for me to to think through him being like, "All right, I'm gonna have to fight for minutes this year." Like, you know what? What if what if if I improve my pick and roll ball handling? Maybe I can get some minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, out at like like down a position. Yeah, totally. And I mean, if, especially if we're running a switching defense, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, in a switching defense, you don't really have positions anymore, which seems to be what the Lakers are going for. Yep. Um, and I mean, switching defenses are hard. You really have to practice it throughout the season because you have to kind of get a feel for the your teammates' tendencies. It's far more of a defense by committee, like a run game defense in football. Yep. Um, but it, that that kind of a thing would really free up guys like Kuz and Ingram to be primary ball handlers on pick and roll, to run it with JaVale, to run it with LeBron. Um, because, I mean, also Ingram has been talking about his primary focus being on defense, strength, and on his three-point shot. And his, his form looks better. There's a higher arc to it. Um, just was watching those that three point contest. He was he. I don't know if he missed one. Wow. Um, and yeah, he, he said that it was something he was always comfortable with, and he doesn't know why his stat line doesn't reflect that. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's. I just think it's like his size and strength. I just don't think he's able yeah. to get to his spots in game the way he wants to be able to. Makes sense. And timing is so important. If it takes him a, like a half second longer to get there than he wants it to, because yeah. he, it takes him longer to fight through defenders, like that could be. It it's funny because you look at Ingram today and you still think like he is so skinny, but then you <laughs> see him next to his like rookie photos, yeah, and you're like, oh my god, he looks like Anthony Davis, right, or whatever. Yeah, right. right. Like, he looks yeah, like, like a giant. He looks so much bigger, but he's still mm-hmm. objectively pretty small. Totally, and a big part of that is his length. Yes. Like you know when you're like customizing a player on 2K, <laughs> if you make their arms as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real world man um he's he, uh he had a really cool quote um i thought it was kind of funny he's like getting more and more confident in his strength because he's getting bumped on the floor in scrimmage and whatnot and he's saying two years ago to himself two years ago you'd be on the ground right now yep he knows like uh, yeah he might not look big 
but he he is fighting through contact yeah. and and hopefully you know something else about Kuz and Ingram and their development those guys were drawing the best defender on the court mm-hmm. to defend them you know, oh the, yeah they were our big scoring threat yep on the first and second team and sometimes Kuz would light it up like against the uh, Houston I think he scored like 40 something points that was like his career high I think 41 I don't completely remember yeah um, and yeah they were they were trying to do everything they could to lock him down defensively now you got LeBron yeah I know I love Can't your note that. where he where he basically said like he's excited to not be defended by the best player on yeah, the other team. Exactly. And, and that was Ingram. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause he I mean, he has been. Mm-hmm. He has been. He's like if if Kawhi Leonard's on like if like say we're playing Toronto now, Kawhi Leonard would would have been guarding Ingram. Now he's gonna be guarding LeBron. Yep. That's huge for Ingram. Yep. Yeah, oh absolutely. I think it, it's it's one of those things where it's like this is why narratives are sometimes bad. Yeah. Right. Cause like, even if he is the exact same player he was next season, which I think we both think that he will be better than he was last season, mm-hmm. just by the nature of not being defended by the most elite forwards in the, in the league every single night, he's, he's going to have a better statistical season. I think. Exactly. Right. Then and- you couple that with he's stronger. He's been getting better. He's been working on his game. Mm-hmm. That's why I think everyone is so excited for what he can do this year. And and consider what makes an elite forward an elite defender. It's usually wingspan, hand size, or like we're talking like Kawhi Leonard yeah. or Kevin Durant. Yep. The thing that Ingram has is the same. He's just longer than most. Yeah. And now if you put the number two forward, like like say that say that you have um, you know, instead of the four guarding Ingram, like the longer four, now a three, or even a two, depending on if we're playing a small ball lineup and he's slotted at the two. Yeah. I mean that now we can really use his length. Now we can probably pull up for three right in the guy's face because there's no hope for the guy being able to get up to the ball before he releases. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think this is what's still going to be hard about the Warriors. Yeah, right. Is that like when they've got Clay Durant and Draymond yep. out there, yep. they've got like three elite defenders on the floor. Yes. But I don't see that being the case for the Rockets. No, I agree. And like we we talked about this last year. I thought last year we were matched up well against the Rockets. Yeah, I mean this year. You were calling it from like the first game. You're like, I want the Rockets. And we got them. We did. Cause cause it, I mean, I don't know. It it's like especially now that Ariza is gone. Mm-hmm. I think like I once you get past maybe the first guy, like it's unless they get Jimmy Butler. Uh, un- unless they get Jimmy. But uh, right now he wants to go to Miami. Which is hilarious. A uh, total sidebar. So he, uh, there are rumors that he's leaving Minnesota. These are unsubstantiated. I'm not trying to slander the man because he uh, was scamming on a cat's girlfriend, like, like either cheating on the girl. I don't know. I don't know. There's rumors there. I mean, you know, there there are some well documented posts of him like writing some things about Gabrielle Union. I know. Dwayne, that's what that's what I was saying. Dwayne Wade being like Dwayne Dwayne Wade's you cut wife that out. And yeah, I know and like like Dwayne Wade like hit him back it was like and it it was it was that's not a cool thing to do to someone's yeah. wife. It's like that's like some <laughs> uh Drake Kanye uh dispute. <laughs> so so I mean like having him go to Oh, also there was this weird article that uh, just that somebody found, and it was like an interview with Jimmy Butler really early in his career, and it said, "What would you never be caught wearing?" And it said, "A Miami Heat jersey." Whoa! <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Oh, that's so. Well, yeah, the, the heat thing doesn't make sense to me. I didn't know that, but that's hilarious. But like, if I remember correctly, when Dwayne Wade was on the, the Bulls, D Wade mm-hmm. and Jimmy did not get along. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't quite understand why he wants to. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the location. Yeah, probably. I mean, the other three teams that he named, it was like the Clippers. What were the teams? It was Clippers, Clippers, Nets, uh, Nets. and it was someone else. I I can't remember who it was. All all three teams would have the cap space to sign him next year. Yeah. So it was like very clear why he was picking those teams. It was like he wanted to go somewhere that was going to be able to to sign him to a long-term deal. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, they, I don't know. Maybe the Heat will find a way, but they, their Heat rumors just don't make sense to me. No, I know. I think it's just that he's in Minnesota yeah. and would love to go to he's, Miami. He's like, hmm, Heat. That sounds yeah. pretty nice. I, I would love so. You know, I'll play for the Heat. I'll play for the Suns. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about from Media Day here? Um, oh, let's talk about Zoe's, uh, Zoe's jump shot. So he says that he did not change his shot. Right. That all he did was get stronger. Right. His arms are just so big now that he, he can't quite <laughs> move them in the same way. He can't swing it anymore. <laughs> Everything's so stiff. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's, that's what he says. Oh, he also inver- invented a word. Do you want to um, break down the etymology of the word that Zoe invented in his interview? Yeah. Uh, dramatic. Adjective coming from the uh, Calabasas word drama <laughs> and the Xbox controller word stick. <laughs> Dramastic. <laughs> I don't so, know. Uh, so, I mean, I hope, that, I hope that ends up in one of his raps. Dramastic. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the 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 thing that's got me like a little worried about him talking about his shot changing mm-hmm. is that his shooting actually got better. It it progressed as the season went on. Mm-hmm. And the last like couple months of the of the season, he actually wasn't a bad shooter. No. When you when you like kind of isolate the last couple months, he actually shot mm-hmm. at a decent pace. So mm-hmm. I I hope that the changes he's making continue that trajectory. But I'm always just a little nervous when people start change when they start tinkering with their mechanics. I mean, yeah, look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They yeah, burned yeah, a yes. number one pick on somebody who changes shot. Yeah. At least Lonzo wasn't learning how to shoot sitting in a chair and it, laying down. That's yes, that is true. He so might have been learning how to shoot like in between bench press sets, though. <laughs> that, so <laughs> that is a real possibility. Um, you know, the the one other thing that I wanted to say from from media stuff was listening yeah. to LeBron's first interview after the first practice. Uh-huh. Um, the way that he talked about the goals of the team and championships mm-hmm. was interesting. Mm-hmm. He did not say that the goal is to win a title this year. Yeah. He said the goal is to one day hoist that trophy again. Mm-hmm. I think that he is a very intentional person when it comes to the mm-hmm. words he he uses during, especially during interviews and media sessions. Yeah, I think that we should all keep that in mind, right? That like mm-hmm. LeBron just told us, the expectation is not to win a championship this year. Yeah, you know, and I think that while we all 
should know that inherently. I think it's important to remind ourselves of that because I think it's really easy to think like, oh, we got LeBron. He's been to the finals, whatever, nine years in a row or eight years in a row, right? It's going to happen this year. It's, it's, it's already an inevitability. That's not the case. The West is a way harder conference than the East. There's no guarantee of us making it to the, to the finals, right? No, no. And uh, I just think it's important for us to, to, to take note of what the King is saying. Yeah. And, and if, we're, if we're looking at it best possible scenario, we would have to get a high seed. We could potentially beat the Rockets if we had to but we'd have to avoid the Warriors at all costs until yes. the Western Conference Finals yes. because the, the team would need to grow substantially throughout the playoff run, which teams do. Yeah, Champ- Championships teams, they, they, they look a lot better at the end of the playoffs than they do at the beginning. Um, and I think that the, really the key to this whole thing is Lonzo. You know, like we know that Kuz and Ingram are going to develop, but like you're saying, like the Warriors, they have three elite wing defenders. Yep. So they'll be able to lock down Braun, Zo- or Braun, Kuz, and Ingram. Yep. So then it's like, okay, how do the next level, the Sfees, the Zos, uh, Hart, KCP, those kind of guys, how do they develop? Yep. And they would have to really go through the stratosphere. Like, you know, we're talking 40-something percent from three in order to have a, a prayer. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you kind of laid out the path to the finals. Like, I think that... We need Chris Paul to to continue breaking down, right? Like we yeah. need we need Chris to like kind of either miss some time or whatever if mm-hmm. we if we end up playing the Rockets. Because mm-hmm. let's not forget, I mean, they were like a historically bad three point shooting game away from from beating yeah. the Warriors, right? Yeah. Like even the Rockets not being as good as they were last year, they're still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to either not face the Warriors or have there'd be some type of change with the Warriors, whether that's an mm-hmm. injury or just like chemistry explosion or something. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change there. And then honestly, I think the other one is, I think we cannot face Anthony Davis. Mm, that's a good point. Because we, we he, don't have a center. And he'd be auditioning. I mean, yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But like, I, I, my, I think that like, even if we won a series against yeah. the Pelicans, uh-huh, it would be a long series yeah. and LeBron would be fighting with Anthony Davis yeah. every game. And I think that mm-hmm. that would, I think he'd be spent. Like, I think totally. that he would not be able to perform up to the level we would need him to in mm-hmm. future rounds as yeah. a result of that. So I, for me, I think like it's a real tough road right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, would, we yeah. need a lot of things to break our way. It would have to be very matchup dependent. There'd have to be a ton of growth. Yeah. Our switching defense would have to be elite, um, but I, like Hart is very confident, obviously. But he thinks that he thinks that the Lakers could really be a top five defense just from what he's seen so far. So, who knows? Yeah, if, I, if we're, if we're top right. five defense, then everything's possible. <laughs> I mean, like we we were a top fifteen defense last year. We were top five for part of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't think it's impossible for the team to be a really good defensive team. Hmm. I mean that, but that'd be everything because I, I I think the offense is slotted in. Just just even having the the guys like Kuz and Ingram and then Rondo and LeBron, like already that's a good half court offense. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna if we get good defense, we'll get transition buckets, and so that should lead to offense as well. So I mean, yeah, so much would have to break right, but I don't think that the you know 
second round Western Conference finals are out of the question for this year, depending on seeding, obviously. Yeah, not out of the question. I think it's, you know, each round becomes less likely, obviously. I mean, that's the yeah. case every year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like I would love, I think I would be disappointed if we didn't win a playoff series. Ooh, that's a high bar. But I, I think I agree. I think I agree. I think I would be disappointed if we didn't win a playoff series. I think if, if we win one and then lose, I think then it's kind of like a, a, a wash. It's kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. we like that was the best season we've had in years and years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I think if we win two series, then they have exceeded expectations. And I am incredibly excited yeah. about what the team could do. Yeah. I just, I just want us to get... I mean, obviously, it's not really about this year, most likely. Um, so I just want them to have confidence and like a push into this next offseason to really turn it on and to, to grow and to attract free agents, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so whatever that takes, even if it was a heartbreaking game seven loss in the first round, if it was something like that, then it's like, okay, now we got to go back. We got to grow. We got to, you know, like yeah. something like that, that lights a fire. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we just got to get these young guys some playoff experience too. Definitely. Definitely. That's it's a, it's be a crucial. totally different game. Yeah. Totally different game. Yeah. So. so Luke, the next time that we talk, mm-hmm. there will actually have been basketball played. <laughs> I can't wait. Which is great. So uh, the NBA preseason officially starts tomorrow. The Lakers' first game is on Sunday the 30th against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, first I, preseason game, yeah. I'm excited for there to actually be basketball. Luke and LeBron are going to meet today to discuss if he should actually play in the first preseason game. I would say no. Probably like, let's, not. Let's be real. Like, let's not have him play in any of the preseason games. Yeah. Right? It's not like right. a football season where if you aren't ready for week one, like you're already mm. putting your playoff chances in jeopardy. Yeah. Right. Like none of this really matters until December. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, it's going to be totally different playing like, like having to play the nuggets in the preseason or the trailblazers in your season opener. Like, I mean, this couldn't be two different styles of basketball that you're going to have to be going into. So yeah. LeBron's going to be ready. He'll be fine. Yep. Um, I, I like I really I want to get more reps for Svee. I want to get more reps for the old core um, <laughs> like playing together like that's really what I want to see and see like see if they can establish some plays. I mean preseason doesn't matter at all. So who really cares if we lose the entire thing? Like eh, let's focus on the regular season. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's good to be a Laker fan again. Oh, man, it's good. We were able to say that. Because last, last season, it was like, oh, the preseason, we'll finally get to see these guys play together. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like a normal Laker season. Like the, I appreciate the, the slight arrogance of being an elite team and saying, eh. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter until December. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. That feels more I like I mean, that it. was the line. I remember I used to tell a friend of the pod, Alex Manessis, whenever he would like get on me about the Lakers not being good in like, uh-huh. you know, October and November I'd be like dude talk to me after Christmas mm-hmm. now unfortunately for most of the time that we were in college the team was actually pretty bad and so like, <laughs> he would usually come back and say they're still bad <laughs> uh, but whatever <laughs> doesn't matter I think that's December. about to change I think that's <laughs> about to change uh, so yeah our first game uh, October 18th uh, tip off of the regular season October 16th so we gotta wait two whole days before we actually get Lakers basketball but I'm excited and then a steady stream got a few games a week uh, from there on out and half we'll the be games potting. are nationally televised 
so yeah, everybody can tune in. It's great. 43 of our 82 games are nationally televised. Amazing. No more. Oh, uh, Kevin Durant uh, was a little pissed about uh, the Lakers getting so much attention in this media day. So I, I kind of think that the superstars also forgot what it meant to be on the Lakers. It's like, do you, you guys not realize that if you're on this team, you're the most famous? Yeah. Yeah, like they, I think they, I think they kind of got, they fell in love with this whole like, oh, you know, small market, you can still get endorsements. It's like, yeah, you can, but is it the same? No, there were the 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 throne had been vacant for a while, and I think they forgot about it. And, yeah, and and now LeBron's sitting in it, and they're all yeah. going like, oh God, how is he more famous than he was three right. months ago? It's like they forgot about Kobe. Come on, there's a reason why Kobe's Kobe. It's because he's not on the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, I, I, I think it'd be fair to say that if, uh, let's just let's just swap him with the Spurs, right? Let's say the Lakers had Tim Duncan, and the Spurs had Kobe Bryant. Tim Duncan <laughs> would be like, like in the conversation for greatest player of all time. Yeah, totally. Not that he is not already one of the greatest players of all time, but I'm saying like I think if Duncan were a Laker, mm-hmm. his like all world fame would be on a whole nother level and Kobe would be good. Kobe would be really good, but I don't think that, that people like us would think about him with the same reverence that we do. Crazy. And I don't just think that's because we're Laker fans. Yeah. It comes with a certain amount of like brand cachet. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I don't know what part of my brain Charlotte Bobcats came from. But do you remember when they were the Bobcats? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No, it just that wasn't. I miss that. I miss those <laughs> days. <laughs> anyway, thank, thanks everybody for uh, for tuning in to Luke Walton Talks Lakers. Um, I'm Luke Coach Walton, being joined by Jonathan Analyst Gilly. Woo! Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and please subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anything else that you get your pods on. And uh, check us out on social media. You can find our links at www.lukewaltontoxlakers.com. Yeah, basketball's coming. Dozo and Mo. Dozo and Mo. <laughs> we'll see how much Mo gets to do. <laughs> Take care, John. See ya.